Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the pandemic show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the pandemic show on social media. Today, we transcend time and space to the confluences of the Madawaska River and the Ottawa River in the Ottawa River Valley. Special thanks to our Ontario folk rock guest. Who are you? Craig Cardiff. Craig Cardiff, your new album. It's so positive in these fractured and tumultuous times. Music really does seem to be the medicine for the people during this pandemic, along with being outside and connecting with nature. I would just like to say that I am on traditional neutral and Haudenosaunee territory here in Southern Ontario. What was your life like before the pandemic? It was a lot of movement. It was a lot of work. It's, you know, I think there's this idea when you're uh, in the arts that it's there's like a, a secret trick or something behind it but it's one of my best friends is a plumber and other f- friends run small businesses and it's just like that that's what it is you're you're running a small business and you happen to be selling art selling music in my case and so the idea of like finding work and connecting with new audiences and continuing to grow is always part of that cycle and I feel lucky like I've gotten to visit so many places in Canada that Canada and the U.S. and even abroad that I wouldn't have, I would have had to save up and gone to vacation or to like check out another way. But it's still a lot of movement, and so I, you know, it would be 150 things a year, so like maybe stacked three a day, but still quite busy. And I loved it. And what the pandemic, as you, you're referencing it, it's like it put us all in amber, and we could all kind of pick up our lives and like look at it from different angles. And uh, so there's parts that I, like, I won't choose again. I won't choose to to bring back. And we're now playing song titles in the form of a question. Thank you so much for joining us. Some people want to give up. They're broke, exhausted, and feel forgotten. Why do you say to them, don't give up? Well, in the words of Peter Gabriel, uh, the idea of the getting through is is what we can, what we have in us. And, and the kind of, we're all in this. And, and speaking with friends in the U.S., we're coming through it. Like we've, we've been vaccinated, we're starting to open up. It's a different mentality and we're going to see that soon in Canada. But in the middle of it, it's all, it's like we were in the dark and it was a snowstorm and we were all kind of holding on to each other's jackets and we knew we'd get there. We just weren't sure how or quite when. And so that's the idea of just like encouraging and just like there's tomorrow and you're believed in and we want, we want, we want you. Thank you. Your new album, All This Time Running, it makes me wonder... How have you spent all this time running in the pandemic? There's been little running. I need to be honest on that. At the beginning of it, I was finishing up the album. All this, all the recording sessions that we had booked with True North, and also just the way we were recorded had to be different. So, kind of, you know, teaching each other how to work remotely together. In some cases, dropping mic kits off to people, like here we're gonna like drop this off at your front porch and then do a Google Meet to figure out how how it's going to work with your system. So that was a big chunk of it. And then I've been fortunate to work with different school boards in Ontario and other parts of Canada 
doing remote recording. So working with uh, students in classes on writing songs, recording songs remotely, and then having students from other parts of the school board play on them. So doing like band rehearsals, overlays. And so in some ways I've made more music during this time than I might have otherwise, just because I've had the time. Those classes that you participate with, uh, does the data show higher attendance than all the other classes? No, I it's I mean, I want to say yes, but I, I can tell you there are those that like it like a lot and, and there's just a lot of joy. And the other thing that I've, I, I keep telling people, it's like no other teacher in a, a school needs to recruit their students. Like a music teacher has to recruit. And the idea that we can, like not just myself, but all, like all artists should be taking whatever time and gifts they have. And if it can be, if it can become part of an income stream, great. But the idea of like pushing the message that, this is important in a time where we're worried about everybody's mental health and talking about mental health in so many different ways. L let's teach people to write songs because that's the, one of the best ways to get through is to like sing our feelings out or write our feelings out. I can't agree with you more. Even for looking at it from my personal experience, writing poetry, I didn't write much personal poetry or anything like that. But then the pandemic struck and started writing poetry. And that was a way to help kind of burn some of the some of the pent up pandemic rage or pandemic negative energy. Uh, so that's a powerful and art just matters so much. And it seems like it has been under attack by these. We, we have to lower taxes and cut, cut other things. Now I know we're lucky in Ontario and Canada, there is a lot of support for the arts that other jurisdictions aren't, don't get to benefit from, but e even your album, you've done some very unique things that I haven't come across in the pandemic. Your album has a lot of collaborations from around the world. Can you speak to some of the locations that you've been working with and people have recorded with you for your latest project? For certain. Well, I mean, the issue was that a lot of those people we to coordinate because we, we were stuck with the idea that we had to do it together in a studio or they were just as busy as we were and so it wasn't possible. So in in the, like Yellowknife, um, Yellowknife, Wyoming, oh, there's so many songs, Decorated, we were able to like connect. Uh, a lot of the string string players were out of Manhattan, uh, Hong Kong, like there's a- Global reach. Well, and just people I've played with before who were always so busy and all of a sudden they, they're like, hey, I've got two hours. You know, I've got I've got a bit of time, and like I I really wanted, you know, I just wanted I wanted to let you know that I like I I can't help out with that project, and that kind of like feeling of of a bunch of people like reaching back out, it was like a barn, felt like a barn raising in a way. It seems like the pandemic is driving a lot of audio technology. I was listening to the Eric Alper show the other day. He's teamed up with the new guy from the Tintalist, and they were talking about now how they're trying to improve cell phone technology with high-end audio. And this could be the beginning of the audio revolution to drive the next generation of sales. It makes me think, during the pandemic, I read an article. It was sent to me by Lisa Humber, a stage theater manager in Toronto. And it was talking about how musicians can, there's now emerging technologies or software where musicians can play and hear each other. Like, but it's on very high-end equipment. It's not, it's maybe it's military technology, who knows, but it's not, it's not street level yet. It's not, I'm not using it with Carmen and the Whistle Pigs. It's the future. The, the, the pandemic really has pushed. I know I'm a late adapter to technology, but the pandemic pushed me. When I talked, when we talked to David Hayes, who works in technology in San Francisco, but he's from Waterloo, 
he said he's surprised the dot-com bubble didn't push everyone in in the early 2000s. But now a lot of us have been pushed in as late adopters. And it seems like we're seeing some new sound uh, software where musicians who have the resources initially will be able to re rehearse over the internet, almost like they're in the same room or that experience is being built. It's fascinating to see the stages we are now with the free time of all the artists and the creativity. And the creativity really shines on your album with the range of instruments and the different messages, positive. The types of stuff we need we need right now. The people of the pandemic, like stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. We're all in this together. As the pandemic twists and turns, what would you say would be the wrong place, wrong time? and the right place, right time since this wild ride started. I think the right place at the right time is anywhere where that Chinese rocket didn't fall on you when it reemerged. And I think the wrong place to be right now is that horrible conflict in Israel and Palestine. But there's been so many examples of tension and positives. Can you speak to some from your own personal experience? And we're just so fortunate to be talking with Craig Cardiff here today on the Pandemic Show. Well, I can say the wrong place, wrong time would definitely be anywhere around some politicians like uh, Randy Hillier in terms of uh, some of, the, uh, he's an independent and just like for somebody to be leading anti-mask rallies. Is and going is and associating with the, uh, that unscrupulous church full of sinners down in Elmer terrorizing the community, assaulting senior citizens. It's just a it's puzzle to me. Well, here's the truth of it. So a friend commented, I said, you know, it speaks to like Canada as a country. And my friend made the comment, he's like, well, and also that he's white. We would not afford the same like earnestness, I think, to, to people of color. So the, that that's like kind of the, the wrong place, wrong time. Like that that mentality where it's just so puzzling and, and like achy, where it's just, you just see this kind of like, it's the not coming from place of, division, of reason. The politics of division do not belong in a government office. Uh, people that want to go in and drive identity politics and wedges in community, encourage violation and flaunting of public health. We'll see what the voters do. We'll see what the voters do. But I don't think it should be up to them because it's in the middle. It's like, that's like, that's like, this is a different issue. Like, so that, in any case, to answer your question, it's the wrong why place, hasn't wrong he time. Been, why hasn't he been stripped of his position? Church. We're paying his salary. We're paying Church. his salary to encourage rule breaking. It's shameful. It's it's shameful. But we're lucky that there's people like you creating art, working and collaborating with others. And hopefully the energy that you're bringing to the people of the pandemic and other artists will help us do the possible to get a unity government in after this to make sure we're protecting the planet that we all walk on and the water that we all need, the air that we all breathe. In Botswana, there's oil companies that want to mine around the Okavanga Delta. And I got to say, I'm with Save the Swamp. We have to protect those biodiverse areas that so much life depends on. This pandemic, I think we've seen a lot of change around testing and people wearing masks and this and that. And it's shown large change can happen in a short a period of time and hopefully the crisis will lead to an opportunity which is a more positive world for the next generation i hope you're right what i struggle with is i want everybody to stop trying to catch up and i want everyone to stop holding this idea like students hospitals with surgeries sales quotas whatever we just we're not going to get caught up because it's it's a silly idea in the first place let's think of ourselves all as we were drunks who got put off, got put on hold for this time. And 
now's not the time necessarily to rush out for the drink. All the things that we did uh, before, if we can use just a slight pause in how we treat people, how we pay people, how we how we build ecosystems like the music one. Like we knew it was fragile before. We knew that the, the amount of hustle required to keep it going was high. And now that we've been starved of it, let's support it. Like let's let something that doesn't require the amount of hustle and diminishing returns. If it's important, let's invest in it. Bingo, home run, grand slam, bases were loaded. Dana Manning told us that her first pandemic was streaming as a musician, a singer songwriter. You have a song, Moon. There's lots happening with Mars. Seems like we're knee deep in another space race. What are you thinking about a space race during the middle of a pandemic? Well, the song in question, I won't reveal the couple's name, but it was actually a really sweet story. The idea of like, he was sick and was near the end. Friends planned a, a concert. They said, could you do a concert for them, surprise them? I said, yeah, for sure. And then I connected with his wife and I said, let's let's write some songs. So it's not just like a few, me playing a few songs for, for you guys. And so I got there and that was one of the songs I wrote about the recording and the idea of like wanting to take the, what is a big, a big thing that makes us open up? Like Joni Mitchell says to say, I love you right out loud. Like what is a big thing that does that? And it's like the moon. And every song, the moon is like what we look up to and it just, it opens us up. We don't look at the sun and go like, have those same romantic wondering feelings. That was a song written for them. And I just, it was the sweetest thing watching questions, like remembering their first kiss and what he did and all that. What a wonderful memory for that couple. And what a wonderful song for the people of the pandemic. Now, what do you think about the space race going on in the middle of the pandemic? We're not only in the part of the pandemic where the Raptors are out of the playoffs, not even in the playoffs, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in the playoffs, but we're having a space race to Mars. Any thoughts or observations? I just think we need to do a better job here before we start talking about launching boats off into the clouds. I saw an internet meme of a scientist from the United States, and he said, before we start turning other planets into Earth, we should turn Earth back into Earth. The pandemic, a lot of people that I've that we've spoken with have said, one of the things they noticed in that initial March 2020, when people, the first lockdown, everybody kind of did it as we were unprepared, scared of the uncertainty and unprepared. We didn't have a strategy. We didn't have a common game plan. As we moved through the pandemic, that's kind of changed. But at the beginning of the pandemic, when we talk to people, they say they've heard birds. They've seen wildlife in their neighborhood. They're connecting the slower pace of life was a gift in the sense that it's allowed people to restore that sacred gift with nature. In so many ways, our lifestyle before the pandemic was based on disconnection from nature, not looking into the dark shadows of our own society around long-term care, migrant worker conditions, structural racial inequality, income inequality, all those things that have kind of flared up and you cannot deny now during the pandemic, one of the first things people noticed was nature. Cyclists felt safe riding their bikes around the busy streets of downtown Toronto. People heard the birds. Do you think that connection will move us forward into what Buffy St. Marie once told me? She hopes the great healing is upon us. And Delana Gale Bowen, a matriarch of blues in Vancouver, she talks about, and she's got an ancient belief system, and she says that in her belief system, this has happened before. I mean, if 
I talked to a Mennonite about it and I said, well, the Bible does talk about this kind of thing and other cultures have similar fact evidence. She said, this is an opportunity. And I think it came out a lot in what you've shared so far for people to work on themselves so we can come out and make our community something we can all be proud of because we're getting through this together apart. We're physically distancing, not socially distancing. Trying to come out of this with more respect for the planet and change our ways. Climate change exists. We have to start implementing mm-hmm. policy based on the fact that it does where i get my apples from the farmer was very sad they said the cold spell they're not sure what's going to be pollinated and what's going to be yeah. what fruit will bear and they said the last time we had this kind of chill in southern ontario was 19 years ago and this kind of stuff used to happen 100 years ago but now it seems to be happening more frequently the more violent windstorms, all those types of weather trends that are alarming are i the- think that you're getting me all fired up. So. Your album I, got me So I hope so. Well, you're just like, oh, it's like the incredible gentle eco Hulk. I think for me, I think I, I see the shift in, do you want to have neighbors? And do you want your neighbors to still be there after time, this economic hard time? And so people shifting their value, their buying values where it's only 25 cents more, a buck more, whatever it is to like buy from your neighbor. And I've seen that in neighborhoods around Ottawa. And it, so it's not much of a stretch from that to, to shift to what, like, we can't let a government outsource vaccine production. We can't let, like, things things that we need to, to be responsible for ourselves, we, we need to, to invest in. And that, that responsibility and accountability, I mean, I was in the, when this first hit, I was in Chesapeake, Quebec, James Bay, by the Polar Bear Provincial Park. I remember talking, speaking, working, performing, and then working with uh, students. And then just kind of watching everything else. I'm like, I think like, I need to check in with home. Like what's really happening there. And the idea of like, within a short time, the community was wearing masks and it, it, like flying home those three flights or whatever it was. And then driving on an empty highway back from Montreal. It was crazy. It was, it was craziness. And the idea, like for them, it was, it was like a food, like there's a, a, a supply chain issue, right? They're at the end of the chain. And I remember, I remember thinking like, the impact, the, the 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 fragility of that, and the need for us to to make sure that in whatever ways we can address it, that we're not like there's more sufficiency, self sufficiency, community sufficiency, radical independence. Amen. Back to the land. Have you foraged anything this spring? I know I've been having dandelions, garlic mustard, and morels. I have foraged nothing this spring. We talked uh, with Bernard from Church of Trees, and he's out your neck of the woods, and he says spring comes a little bit later there. We were kind of breaking into spring when we spoke with him, and it was a month or more, but he still had snow in the crevices and in the tree sh- the shadows of the trees. Wow. Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had weird weather here for sure. I mean, it snowfall a few weeks ago, and then Edmonton, uh, speaking with, with friends in Alberta, like more recently, it's just wild. You've already kind of alluded to what you hope the world is like in the future. Full of music full of people being able to gather together safely, worry-free. Like you say in your recent hits that's been released during the pandemic, to be safe, to be loved, to be home. What I'm hopeful for, we'll all have found a way through this that isn't just in wound, in like hardship, That because it has been a terrible... That's, that's what I hope. I also think like selfishly, I've never been uh, a 10,000 seat stadium draw in any capacity. I think the biggest crowd I've ever gotten to be was on a lineup opening in front of many bands with Jim Cuddy as a headliner for 5,000, 6,000 people. So the idea that smaller is better 
in the future, like it will be smaller live music gatherings. And the intimacy of those is what we're going to teach our kids. I've been asking everybody to do this. Live music is important. We've had this cultural gap, this, this misremembering. And so I want everybody to take their nephew, niece, their kid, their neighbor's kid, whatever, who was supposed to go to a concert May 20th and then didn't get to. I want them to take them to see music so it becomes just like just like eating drinking clean water just like you know eating good food part of the normal everyday we can get behind you because what can unite humanity more than getting back out there celebrating together listening to the positive messages in song thank you very much craig carter for joining us here on the pandemic show as we attempt to unite humanity with stories of shared experience i have to let you know whether it's a crowd of 10 100, 500. In after times, you will hear me at the show of 10 or 50,000 or 100,000 because I'm a fan and I can't wait to get on the road again. Thank you. This is like some, you're, it's intense. This is good. I just, all the things just need to work and cooperate. Why aren't they? All we got is time. Tabs closing the, well, I think you're, I think you're right about that. The Baltimore Orioles are here, the hummingbirds, and now the warblers are back. It's a birder's paradise. I was watching like so many Jays, too too many Blue Jays. It was the same. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing the Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemi Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the pandemic show.